0: You're listening to Chalice's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, I just thank you for this final episode in the Union Police uh, podcast series. I thank you that this has been an awesome journey so far, Father. Thank you that the gospel is the proclamation, that the illusion of separation from you uh, has been eradicated. Thank you that... The good news is that we are one with you, that we live in union with you, that the old sinful nature has been crucified, has been put to death, and now, Father, we've been made alive in Christ. We have been co-crucified, co-buried, co-raised, and now we are co-ascended with you. We're seated in heavenly places, and Father, I thank you that Uh, You have done an awesome job in our lives of just teaching us that truth. But Father, we're looking for more. We're looking for the power of the Holy Spirit to make this a way of being in our lives, Father, to give, we need practical strategies, Father, to arrest the old man to take our thoughts captive and arrest every single thing that would that would acknowledge itself that would um, exalt itself rather against the knowledge of the gospel father we need a complete transformation of our mind so that we can live out of our hearts so that we can live and abide in Christ every single day so father i'm just trusting you to take us where we need to go to wrap things up today uh, i just yield my mind to you father i say think through my thoughts, use my words today, uh, shift our our way of being, Father, shift our focus and cause us to just exude the fruit of the Spirit, Father, to explode with joy today, uh, knowing that what Jesus has accomplished is a reality in our lives that we can walk in as we walk in the Spirit every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, awesome, you guys. I I want to go a couple of different places. You know, last week I really was diving in, Last the last episode I was really diving in into Colossians, into Ephesians, and I really encouraged you guys to go read uh, the book of Colossians and the book of Ephesians. And so I'm still on that with you. I still want you to really grasp the uh, the extent of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. But today I want to I want to take us in a little bit of a, a different direction because I get this question a lot when I'm coaching folks Um, and especially when people come into emerge because it's like we we, we go through this comforta- confrontation and emerge right with the new creation. This is what the gospel declares and but this is how you see yourself. Right. So we have this compare and contrast of these two self images, the image that God has of you and the image that you have of yourself. And the images I've talked about that we have of ourselves is really coming from a lifetime of living living in a fallen world system. And Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so this transformation that the gospel declares has already happened for us is is not necessarily something that we are experiencing. you know it's kind of like when we when we you know declare that we agree with the gospel that Jesus is lord that he is lord over all that he's reconciled all things to him we we can say that we agree with it but it hasn't really gotten down into uh the core of our being it's not really a way that we are showing up every single day because we have a habit right we have a habit of living out of the old man we have a habit of perceiving things from a sin conscious drenched mind, right? We have this relationship with performance, this habit of relating to things with judgment and uh, eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so today I wanna talk about this battle, this battle between the old man and the new man. And the truth is the old man is dead, except that he's still alive in our minds. And so these these, there's a whole lesson in Emerge that I call shadow boxing. And it's like we're shadow boxing with a dead man we're shadow boxing with a lie-based image. We're shadow boxing meaning we are fighting this war internally with a version of ourselves that only exists in our minds. And so today I wanted to kind of hop into just some practical things to do because I get this question a lot like you know do these thoughts ever go away Shalise does this ever do you ever you know, get to the place where you're not battling in your mind and believing that you are who God says you are. And what I want to say is about that is I I want to, I want to first of all go into a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it out of the mirror translation today because when I was uh, reading it in preparation for today's broadcast, I just really liked the way that it, um, it, out, it really described things. I think I'll also go read it um, in another translation. Let me see if I can find the one that I want um, besides the mirror translation. So let me just pull it up. I think the other one that I want is, um, I'm just looking at it really quick. Um, well, I'll just read in a couple different ones. The voice is really good. So let me just kind of talk about this battle that's, that's happening within us, right? And it's this, it's this battle between the old man and the new man. <clears throat> it's also a battle between, um, the flesh ruled world, the sense ruled world and the spiritual world. And what I mean is, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight, meaning that our physical senses are also many times giving us, you know, information that is contrary to the gospel. So there's also this kind of, uh, you know, five physical senses five spiritual senses war if you will and most of the, most of the time a lot of the time we we fall under not just a false self image but we are asleep in a sense to the spirit realm meaning we are sense dominated physical sense dominated and or if our our spiritual senses are awake and we or we we have a sense of what is true in the midst of A a circumstance that is contrary to the gospel, then it's like our physical senses dominate us rather than the truth, rather than what's true in the spirit. And so there's these battles that we go through or that we seem to have internally with the old and the new, with the spiritual and the physical. And so that's kind of the context for the scripture. And so in 2 Corinthians 10, it says this, verse three, it says, the fact that we are living in a physical world and human bodies of flesh does not mean that we engage ourselves in a combat dictated to by the typical tit-for-tat strategies of religion and the politics of the day. The dynamic of our strategy is revealed in God's ability to disengage mindsets and perceptions that have held people captive in pseudo fortresses for centuries. Okay, let me just read this because this is talking about the strategy and the power of our strategy, okay, to uh, when we are, even though we're living in a physical world, even though we've been programmed by a world system, there is a strategy to overcome that. There is a dynamic, there's a powerful strategy and it's God's ability here, okay? It says, verse four, I'm gonna read it again. The dynamic of our strategy is revealed in God's ability to disengage mindsets and perceptions that have held people captive in pseudo fortresses for centuries. Verse five, every lofty idea and argument positioned against God's knowledge of us is cast down and exposed to be a mere invention of our own imagination. We arrest every thought at spear point. Anything that could possibly trigger an opposing threat to our redeemed identity and innocence is taken captive. The caliber of our weapon is empowered by the revelation of the consequence, of the ultimate consequence rather, of the obedience of Christ. Okay, so that's a lot of words in this particular scripture, right? But this is a scripture that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, right? taking captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, right? Into the obedience of Christ. I'm paraphrasing kind of the King James Version because people may be more uh, uh, familiar with that. But I like the mirror because it really highlights what is happening here it talks about arresting our thoughts taking our thoughts captive imprisoning our thoughts and remember we are the union police and so what are we doing the union police is enforcing union okay it is enforcing the gospel it is enforcing our redeemed identity and innocence it is enforcing every self-perception every lofty idea and philosophy that we have picked up from the world system that we have, it is, it is arresting anything that exalts itself, that presents itself as true versus what Jesus has accomplished. Okay. Now this can be a full-time job. If you are not operating in the power of the Holy spirit, right? I mean, there are times when we are walking through circumstances or we are uh, faced with a uh, contradictions in our lives where what is happening in our lives is not what the gospel proclaims right so whether that's an illness whether that's a pandemic whether that's a, a financial challenge whether that is a relational challenge I mean we are going to walk through uh, challenges we are going to walk through things that that exalt themselves against the redemption of Jesus Christ. Uh, when I say the redemption, remember, I'm talking about the fact that Jesus has reconciled all things to himself. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and read the uh, Colossians, go back and listen to the last episode, because I go into a lot of detail about that fact. But because we are going to walk into contrary circumstances, we are going to, uh, uh, battle in a sense with an identity that has been crucified with Christ. We are, we are, when we're renewing our minds, right? We have this old programming that is going to kind of just come to the surface, right? We're going to get triggered. We're going to have, our, our old man is going to be activated. Our physical bodies are going to be activated. You guys, we have a fight or flight system. We have a nervous system and there's some times and we just, we, we're in a battle or we're just in a, a mindset or a program that is holding us hostage. And, and I love the way that Francis Dutois talks about these pseudo fortresses, right? So they're they're imaginary fortresses, but that these strongholds are in our minds. You know, the, this old man is is not dead in our minds. And so practically, what do we do? What do we do when we have lofty ideas and arguments that or circumstances that are positioning themselves against God's knowledge of us, against God's knowledge of creation, against God's perception, right? God's idea, God's truth, right? So what do we do? Okay. Now, if you're like most people uh, who have, and including myself, right, who at times have an unruly mind and we have emotions right we have emotions that come from just life circumstances we have from our belief systems we have um anxiety we have fear we have depression we have just different states of being that are arising from a lie-based identity, right? I I battled with this in my own life. You know, my twenties were just wrought with uh, anxiety, were wrought with depression. I talk to people, people enroll and emerge all the time that are dealing with anxiety, dealing with insomnia, dealing with physical symptoms in their body that are that are stress-induced, right? And that the root of all of this, you guys, is a is a identity. And a way of thinking and a way of believing that comes from the old man, right? In Romans six, Paul says that we should reckon ourselves dead, right? And so what, you know, what does that mean? God has the ability to um, help us in these space, in these places, when we are against our own thoughts, we are, we are, when we are when we are struggling in a, in a circumstance that is contrary to uh, what the gospel preaches. And so the very first thing that I want to do and talk to you about the, the strategy of just denial. OK, that's not God's strategy, right? So denying our emotions, denying our thoughts, repressing our emotions, repressing our thoughts, ignoring them, escaping from them. All of those are common ways that people deal with the old man when it's rearing its ugly head. Uh, It's the way that we, uh, we just cope, right? We just kind of sometimes just go into like the survival mode and we just ignore or we escape or we buffer these thoughts rather than arresting them rather than taking them captive and i just want to share with you that this when 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 francois is talking about that there is a strategy that there is a weapon that this weapon of warfare against our in, 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 against the old man, against circumstances, that it is not carnal. It is not human. its it, There is a divine empowerment that is available to us in this place. Okay, so we are not alone in this battle. We are not alone in our inner world dealing with our emotions, dealing with our thoughts. No, the Holy Spirit is intimately involved in every aspect of our lives. Psalm 139 says that that God, there's nowhere that we can go to escape God's spirit. And obviously, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It also says that he knows our thoughts before we think them. He knows our words before we speak them. He knows the very numbers on our head. And here's what I want to say about that is that God is intimately involved in our thought life. God is intimately involved in our emotional life. And... You know, that's the first thing that I want to say is I want to just hopefully release some comfort to you guys that this is also not something that we have to be experiencing independent from God, right? We're not battling our own internal world. We're not shadow boxing with the old man independent from God. No, God is in union with us, even in the struggle, understanding our struggle. We are seen, we are heard, we are loved, we are accepted. And the struggle does not mean that there's something wrong with us. It just means that we have a rogue program, that we are in the process of renewing our minds, that we are in a battle between the physical world and the spiritual world. And when I say a battle, I just mean between the information that's presented by our physical senses and the information presented by our spiritual senses and by the word of God. I mean, there is an unseen reality and there is a seen reality. The new man is an unseen person, Uh, just frankly, like the old man is an unseen person. This entire battle is happening within the context of our imagination and our thought lives. And I just want to, first of all, say that we are not in this alone, that the power of the Holy Spirit is with us uh, to release us into the truth. Like the, the the person that's doing the arresting in this battle is the Holy Spirit. OK, we're simply positioning. And when I say position, I, we're just simply connecting to the truth and, and, and what I want to say is that in order to connect with the truth, God, re, guys, really what we have to do is we have to shed the old. We have to shed the sin consciousness. We need to shed all of these repressed emotions and, and, and part of that is not running from them. Part of that is not repressing them. Part of them, part of that is not being afraid of it, right? Not not being afraid of fear, right? Not fearing fear, not having anxiety about anxiety, not being depressed about depression and layers upon layers of suppression and repression and avoidance or escapism from the battle that's happening internally. And I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, this is real, right? This is real because we, we wake up every single day with whatever circumstances are going on in our lives, whatever, whatever challenges we are facing. And or we just wake up in the morning with an onslaught of thoughts, right, that are hitting us uh, or programs that get triggered throughout the day. And so what do we do? Well, first of all, we need to learn to make peace with our emotions. And to recognize that emotions are not wrong, okay? It is not wrong to have the emotion of fear. It is not wrong to have the anxiety, um, have a feeling of anxiety. It is not wrong to have a feeling of anger. God created us as emotional beings. And I know there's scriptures that says, be anxious for nothing. I know that there is um, scriptures that say, you know, be angry and sin not. Or don't let the sun go down on your anger. So I'm not saying that our emotions should control us. I'm not saying that we should stay in these, you know, non-gospel emotional states. But I am saying that running from them, escaping them, uh, ignoring them is not taking them captive. Okay, it is not setting us free. OK, and this is something I feel like a lot of times in the church that we just don't know a whole lot about. I feel like the, the, we don't get a lot of emotional maturity teaching. We get the fruit of the spirit, but we aren't sure what to do with it. Right. What do we do with these old thoughts? What do we do with these negative emotions or these uh, these things that happen on internally? How do we handle our inner world? OK, and so the first thing that I want to tell you is that we need to acknowledge it. Okay, we need to acknowledge I am feeling fear. I I need to because why God already knows it. We're not hiding anything from him. We're attempting to hide it from ourselves. And you guys repressed emotions, suppressed emotions, suppressed, you know, living under stress because we aren't allowing uh, we aren't shedding these things is is not spirituality. It's not emotional maturity. It's not the fruit of the spirit. It's more independence. Right. And so we want to step into union with Jesus right in the middle of the struggle, right in the middle of the war in our minds, recognizing first and foremost that Jesus knows exactly what is going on internally. He was a human. He was tempted in every way. He felt the, you know, the whole um, spectrum of human emotions and human experience. And he understands we have a high priest. We have, we have a, we have a savior. We have a husband. We have a father. We have a family in heaven, the trinity that understands what we're going through, that understands what we are experiencing. And there is a way of escape and the way of escape is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the very first thing is to acknowledge the Holy Spirit in the middle of it and acknowledge what is going on. You know, I see a comment here that someone says that they get relief from fear when, you know, they just acknowledge that they're afraid. You know, the Psalms is full of when David, David would say things like, you know, about his emotions. The Psalms is really David's prayer life, David's worship of saying, I am, I am hemmed in on every side. When I am afraid, you know, God is my comforter. I mean, he's, he's, he's pouring out his heart to God. And so it isn't spiritual or faith to deny these things to repress these things. Okay, that's not spiritual or it's not faith. And frankly, it's not living. All right, we are designed by God to uh, experience emotions. And so the first thing you want to do is you want to acknowledge it, okay? But then you want to acknowledge it without judgment. Okay, we don't want to make ourselves wrong for having a thought that is coming from a program. Okay, you are not your unrenewed mind. I mean, this is something the Holy Spirit told me years ago and it really blessed me. He's like, Shalice, I know every neural pathway. I know every neural net. I know exactly where every program came from. I know exactly why you think the way that you do. I know the root of every issue in your heart. And I am not confused about who you are. These don't change my opinion of you. This doesn't change who you are. You are not your unrenewed mind. You are a spirit and your spirit is perfect. And your soul is perfect from my perspective. You are perfect from my perspective. And I am here to lead and guide you into the truth. And for those of you that are watching the video today, you may have seen me before talk about this rubber band ball. For you that'll be listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see the visual on this, which by the way, we're working on getting our YouTube channel going. So pretty soon we'll have both the videos and the audio. But anyway, I have a rubber band ball here that I keep on my desk because many of you may have heard that the story about, you know, the very first time I really ever heard God, it was right after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father have a great sense of humor. Because the first thing I ever heard the Holy Spirit say is you have more problems than a math book and you can't solve them all at once. OK, and then he showed me an imagination, an inspired imagination of a rubber band ball. And he showed me this ball and you guys have seen these at the office supply store. So if you're listening to the podcast, just imagine it. Uh, But it's basically a ball made out of rubber bands. And he showed me that I was like this, you know, the core of that little rubber band in there and that each one of those rubber bands that was wrapped around me was, a lie that I had believed over the course of my life and if you've ever seen one of these rubber band balls I mean it's like a tangled mess right and the only way to get to the core is to actually take the rubber bands off one by one by one and you have to do it in order like I can't dig down here into the middle of this ball and get a lie that's way down here in the middle if these other lies that are on the on the outside of the rubber band ball have not been removed. And so it was a beautiful picture of the process that the Holy Spirit was going to take me through. It's a process of transfiguration. It is the process not of becoming something we're not, but the unveiling of Christ in me, the unveiling of the real me. And the only thing that is holding me captive here is it's a pseudo fortress of lies, right? It is it is bondage that has been created through lies that we've believed and so the holy spirit said i'm an expert at this i know how every single one of these lies got 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 wrapped around you and i know the order in which to remove them and so when we are in this process right where it's this battle internally right and there's there's things that are coming up or as you go through lives there's you know and you encounter circumstances and things are getting triggered in our hearts things are our neural nets are getting activated right they're activated with lies at this moment And we can't hear God. We can't see in the Spirit. The the first point I want to make is the Holy Spirit is in us in that moment, in the struggle, in the battle, in the unbelief, in the sin, whatever behavior is coming out of us because of bad programming. It's not like we're over here independent from God. I'll I'll pull out my little, this is my little other prop, right? It's my my Jesus in a, you know, it's my little doll, nesting dolls uh, prop that shows, you know, how I teach on uh, Jesus is in us and we're the Jesus sandwich, but I'll pull it out for a minute. It's not like Jesus is over here on the right and we're over here in this, on the left here in a rubber band ball in bondage and, you know, Jesus is outside of us somehow. No, Jesus is experiencing it with us, in us, and the Holy Spirit is right there in the midst of it. And the reason I want us to be be aware of this is because it, it, it it's not wrong. Okay? It's not wrong. It is not wrong to have to need a deliverer. It is not wrong to have to meet to need God to lead us into truth. It is not wrong for us to uh, have unbelief in our hearts. Okay? Because it is it most of it was it's subconscious. Most of us didn't even consciously agree with lies. And it's why we need a savior in the first place, because we the law cannot get you out of this, okay? Trying to be good, wrapped in a bunch of lies is not the answer, right? Religion is not the answer. Performance is not the answer for this. The thing I love about this rubber band uh, analogy is that, you know, that little core ball that this thing is wrapped around inside of here, it cannot free itself. We are not our own saviors. And so when we encounter something that's contrary. We have a negative opinion, a negative emotion, a negative thought. The old man is ruling, seemed to be ruling. We're we're lost in um, anxiety or depression, guys. The first thing to know is, okay, it's not wrong, okay? It's not wrong. Even though the scripture says, be anxious for nothing, it's just saying, it's not saying don't feel anxiety. It's saying don't sit in it, don't stay in it. That there's help. That that prayer is available. That God's help is available right there in the midst of it. Right. It's not saying that anger is wrong. It's saying that there's help in the midst of it. And so the very first thing we have to do is we have to acknowledge it. Right. There's a wonderful scripture in Proverbs. I don't have the reference right in front of me right now, but you'll know it. It says, don't um, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. And so the thing that you want to want to do in the middle of that is you just want to say, "Okay, this is my reality. This is what's happening. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling afraid. Um, I have a doctor's diagnosis. I have a situation in my life that is contrary to the gospel. Holy Spirit, I I'm I'm coming to you. I'm acknowledging you in the midst of this. Okay? This is I mean very much what I do in my journal. Very much what I I encourage people to do because we the last thing we want to do is we don't want to judge it. We don't want to make ourselves wrong. We don't want to put another rubber band on top of the ones that are already that you know, it's time to take off. No, we want to give We want to give room for the Holy Spirit. We want to to ask Him for help. He is our standby. He is our intercessor. He is right there in the midst of the struggle, not judging us as as guilty. We're innocent, even though we're in the struggle. It doesn't change who we are. And so by acknowledging it, you're simply coming into the light. You're coming into the light. When we walk in the light... Okay, we're running into the light to say this. There's something going on internally. I feel this way. This, these circumstances are, are, I'm bringing them into the light, Lord, and I need your help. Okay, I need your strategy. I need help seeing the truth. Now, in the realm of emotions, guys, this may sound very, very counterproductive, but it is something that has changed my life and is changing my life more and more and more in this season. And I'll say this in my own life, and maybe you can relate to this, but I know that I am in a very accelerated season. God is accelerating things in my uh, in my growth and my development and in my my mind renewal process because there are things that I am here to do on this planet and I cannot take these things with me. And so there's an acceleration of, you know, as I'm taking steps of faith, as I'm following what God's calling me to do, it's like there are things that are coming up, things that are surfacing, and it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong when you come into a challenge, right? I mean we know this example where where Jesus said let's cross over to the other side and a storm came up and it didn't mean that we were in disobedience it didn't it didn't mean that they weren't doing what God had called them to do it just there was just a storm it was resistance that was coming up as as Jesus was was fulfilling his destiny and so we need to learn to drop judgment judgment around the feelings judgment around the thoughts because making yourself wrong for having a stronghold that is spitting out thoughts of unbelief making yourself wrong for feeling emotions that are coming from our past or whatever does not solve it okay and it's an independent thing right so we need to be the union police in the midst of the struggle. We need to be the union police in the midst of the things that are contrary, right? We need to we need to recognize that, yes, this is going on internally. Yes, this is going on externally, but it doesn't change the truth of who I am. And I can step into the light. I can step into the light of the truth of the gospel right in this, okay? And so very practically, I want to sh- talk with you about what to do with these feelings, okay? Feel them. I know this may seem really contrary to the way that most of us grew up or the way that we've thought about our feelings. But the truth is we have a lot of emotionally stunted people in the church because we have not been taught to how to deal with our emotions. Instead, we have been taught to be hypocrites and to hide them and to put on a happy face and to um, not be able to be authentic around the struggle right and it's really one of the things that i i appreciate about the apostle paul what i appreciate about bible stories is that these were people who struggled these were people these were ordinary people with ordinary lives uh and and actual problems that that ordinary people have and it was this it was the learning through the struggle it was overcoming the struggles that make them so the story so compelling that make the epistle so compelling and so by admitting this, admitting that we're, we're, we're struggling by admitting that, okay, I'm having this emotion, I'm having this thought. Okay. We're just acknowledging it and we're also acknowledging our union and the power of the Holy spirit in it. Okay. And then guess what we're doing? We're going to sit in it with the Holy spirit and we're going to feel it. And we are going to invite the Holy spirit into that experience. For me, you guys, sometimes it looks like me laying in my bed or laying on my couch or laying on the floor and just laying okay i have anger i have whatever the feeling is and just allowing it to be without judgment because here's the thing about emotions they're just meant to be felt and we have layers and layers and layers and layers of emotions that are sitting inside of our bodies that have not been felt, that have not been free to be expressed. And the thing, and I'm not saying express it through processing it with somebody else. I'm not saying express it by getting angry. I'm not talking about expressing it in ways besides feeling it. Feelings simply are there to be felt. They are indications that there is the presence of something that needs it is the language of the body it is an expression of the body and neuroscience has actually uh, done research on this to and learned that emotions are how our, our memories and our thoughts are actually organized in our mind meaning when I feel a feeling references to that feeling our, our thoughts, in other words, are going to come up based upon that feeling and the thoughts that are coming up, you guys, are endless and they're coming from the old programming. And so when you actually give space to feel your feelings, guess what happens to the thoughts? Wow, there's nothing for references to come. So being an emotional being, OK, does not mean that I am emotional emotional like out of control. No, it means that I know how to actually feel my feelings. Okay. So if that means sitting on your bed, sitting in a chair, it, here's the way I do it. I simply, because it's the process of surrender. It's the process of letting go. And so it just means, okay, I have this, I have sadness. I have the sadness. Where do I feel it in my body? Well, I feel it in my chest. I feel it right here in my chest. It, I'm not judging it. I may know what it's from. I may not know what it's from. It doesn't even matter. It's just there. And the Holy Spirit is there with me in it. And so he's feeling it too. God's feeling what I'm feeling because I'm one with him. And so as I just begin to stay with it, not be in fear, not be in fear about it, but I simply just say, okay, it's in my chest and I just began to sit with it. And I just, just, I'm just being with it. I'm being with the sensation in my body. And I'm just letting myself feel it. Well, guess what starts to happen? It actually will go. It will begin to surrender. Another thing that you can do is you can just write down the thoughts. Write down all the things that you're thinking. Write it down in paper. Bring it into the light. Okay, I am afraid that I'm going to die. I am afraid that I'm going to run out of money. I am afraid that my husband is going to leave me. I'm afraid that my wife is going to leave me. I'm afraid that I'm never going to have love. I'm afraid to take the step of faith. I'm afraid, like you just, whatever, if it's not fear, I'm sad because this person is gone. I'm sad because I was rejected. You know, And you just actually get it down on paper. And you just you just bring it into the light it doesn't mean that it's true it doesn't mean that it defines you it doesn't mean anything except that it's it you're bringing it out of the darkness you're bringing it out of repressed repressing and ignoring and denying okay and you're bringing it into the light with the lord and if david can do it in the psalms we can do it in our journal we have permission to be authentic with the lord There's nothing inauthentic. There's nothing fake. In fact, that's, that is the, that is what Pharisees were. They were hypocrites. And what it doesn't see being a hypocrite is not just about being a, a, you know, a legalist. Being a Pharisee is not just about being followers of the law. It's about being an actor. It's about being inauthentic. And if you want true intimacy with the Lord and you want to experience these things, then we need to invite the Lord into and recognize he's already in those areas of our lives that we don't want to look at that we 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 don't want to acknowledge and beloved freedom is found through releasing freedom is found through relinquishing it is through the power of the holy spirit and i promise you that when you do this god is present God is present with you. And we all we're doing, see the arresting of these negativity thing, these arresting, taking them captive to the obedience of Christ, is releasing them to Christ, is recognizing that these things don't belong to us. You can release them. I can feel them and I can release them to Jesus. And as I do that, what's going to happen is that you're going to find that the emotion is going to shift, that that the thoughts are going to change. It's like the weather. And then guess what? There's going to be another emotion. These things are coming in layers. They come in layers, you guys, because we have lived under the old programming. We have lived under, uh, you know, these, these pseudo fortresses. We've been imprisoned in these things for our whole lives. And it's not wrong, guys. This is about being with God. This is about abiding with God. Even we're not just abiding with God when we're all happy. We're not just abiding in the vine when our emotions are all, you know, excited. We aren't just a, ab- yes, now does the truth of the gospel shift your emotions? Definitely. It can shift your emotions. But if there's repressed stuff here, if there are programs that are tied to lies that have pain attached to that, well, guess what? Releasing all of that is, is, is where relief is found. You know, over the years, I've had so many different encounters with the Lord in this place. You know, I've had so many encounters with the Lord in the places of pain, in the places of fear, in the places of the negativity. Okay, it's not just, um, it's not just a happy, it's just not happy Jesus and me. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, we're not always just trying to be happy. We're trying to, we're trying to be Be authentic. And yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength and righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost is our inheritance. But those things are buried underneath a bunch of junk. And so we want to continually to just bring our thoughts, bring our programs, bring our emotions into the light and allow um, them to be felt and allow the Holy Spirit the opportunity to lead us into the truth. See, he is a a very present help in the time of need. And union with God in the hard is where it matters. Okay. It's easy to abide when everything's going well, or it's easier, right? It's easier to abide when we're having a great day and everything in our life is going great. But when it matters is when there is a crisis. It matters when there is something contrary. It matters when we're in a battle. Right. And there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. None of these things, none of these things that we go through change who we are in Christ. They don't, they don't obscure our, our innocence. They don't, they don't push us back into an old identity. No, the old man is dead except in our minds. So, um, and I'm just going to read this scripture to you one more time. Right. And then just kind of wrap up with it again. It says the fact that we are living in a physical world in human bodies of flesh does not mean that we engage ourselves in a combat dictated to by the typical tit for tat strategies of religion and the politics of the day. No, the den- the dynamic of our strategy is revealed in God's ability to disengage mindsets and perceptions that have held people captive in pseudo fortresses for centuries. So when we bring this stuff into the light, right? We are, we are trusting in God's ability to disengage these mindsets, to disengage these perceptions. We are saying, here is what it is, Lord. I'm going to sit in it. I'm going to be with you in it. I'm going to abide in the vine in the midst of this, even though it's there and Every lofty idea, verse five, an argument positioned against God's knowledge of us is cast down and exposed to be a mere invention of our own imagination. Okay, so in this place where we are sitting and, and, and bringing it into the light, revelation is going to come. And it's probably going to come after you've released the feeling because it is hard to hear the voice of God sometimes in the midst of fear, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of some of these negative feelings. But when we feel it with the Holy Spirit and we release it now, every thought is being taken captive and peace comes. And the more layers that get removed and the more revelation that we have, and the more that we partner with the Holy Spirit in our own mind renewal transfiguration process, Well, the more freedom we have, the more freedom we have, the less we're fighting with the old man, the less we're fighting with these negative emotions and we will find true freedom. So beloved, this is an invitation to experience union in the midst of the battle, to experience union in the midst of our thought life, in the midst of our emotional life, in the midst of everything that we experience, the full range of our human experience, because that's where our union counts. It counts in every single moment of our life. And so God bless you guys. You have permission. You have permission to, uh, what I want to say, be a beautiful mess in the midst of your union with Jesus. This isn't about having it all figured out or being perfect apart from him. It is about surrendering everything that exalts itself against his perception of us. So you guys, God bless you, love you so much, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Shalice's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.